politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Well, we're waiting to hear more from the White House about where billions and billions and billions, like $80 billion of money that was set aside for testing and everything else, where it's gone. Where, where, where has it gone? That is the question. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Has Biden lost control of the pandemic? No, he's never had control of the pandemic. That's the reality. That is the reality. Hey, how's your day going? Glad, glad you're here. Thanks for hanging out today. Uh, yeah, Biden wound up lecturing people and saying a lot of things today. Let, let me uh, let me just share this one with you real quick to start the start the day here. He, he winds up uh, once again attacking people who are not vaccinated, even though vaccinated people are getting uh, Omicron like crazy. By the way, it's I mean, people I'm talking to all over the place are, are, are getting this thing. And uh, I mean, luckily, that's, you know, they're 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 doing OK. But but the lectures continue because I, I told you this is about the culture war. This is about division. The Biden administration, by dividing people into vaccinated and unvaccinated, is not about public health. It's a, it's entirely about division. And that's what the Democrats love. They love the politics of division. Because what you can't say with a straight face is that vaccines prevent transmission. They don't. And yet we're still lecturing people. You know, we've reduced the number of American adults without any shots from 90 million to about 35 million in the past six months. But there's still 35 million people not vaccinated. And let me be absolutely clear. We have in hand all the vaccines we need to get every American fully vaccinated, including the booster shot. So there's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here we go with the same BS. So we got to make more progress. And for patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated, please get them vaccinated. Look out for their interest here. It's the best way to protect them. See, again, what Biden wants to do is is also have a culture war within the schools, too, as an excuse to not have kids go back in person learning because the teachers unions are everywhere now demanding remote learning to be a thing. Despite the CDC endorsing a five-day quarantine for the general public for a positive case, the New Jersey Department of Health is still instructing schools to follow a 10-day quarantine for COVID cases, thus keeping children out of in-person learning longer than necessary. Why? Because New Jersey's teachers union demands it and they say it's so. And King Philip the Unaccountable, the governor, does whatever he wants. He, he chooses to follow the guidance when he wants to, and then he changes his mind very, very quickly. Uh, the disaster that is I-95 in Virginia, which is Ralph Nothram's, this is Governor Whiteface. I'll call him Governor Whiteface for all the snow and ice that's all over the, the highways there. What a disaster. And also Biden, too. It's a federal highway. The state's responsible for maintenance through its portion of it, obviously. But imagine if it was a Republican president. Imagine if it was a Republican governor. Oh, I can imagine exactly. I actually can because it turns out that some idiot from Media Matters today, thanks to Johnny for saying this my way, some idiot from Media Matters tweeted out and then deleted the following tweet. The Yunkin era begins. That's right. The Yunkin era begins. Bl- trying to blame this on everybody. 
Try, I'm trying to blame this on, on Glenn Youngkin, the new com- the incoming governor of Virginia. After 11 hours stuck in her cars, we're finally moving again at I-95. is what Josh Lederman tweeted out, but only northbound. Southbound still completely shut down, and the line of backed-up cars is miles long. So then Eric Bollert, who works for Media Matters, tweeted out, The Yunkin era begins in Virginia. Emmett summarily, the founder and editor of Press Run Media and Media Matters, former staffer, Salon Rolling Stone, which is used to just completely made-up stuff, he, he, he just deleted the, uh, the the tweet. Shocking. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, here's another thing, too, I want to mention. I mean, this is this is Governor Whiteface's absolute disaster. Remember, Go- Governor Nothram put on shoe polish face to do karaoke. He, he would put on blackface and, of course, hung out with a guy in a Klan outfit. Uh, but Democrats are allowed to do that, even though Joe Biden once called on him to step down. He's now besties with him. But that's not that's not hard to find the the, the flip flopping on that. But uh, where was Biden with the storm preparation for this? Where's FEMA? Why were people not from the federal government and the state government? And the, state, the government has one job in, in situations like this: it's just go to help people. It's not to deal with social engineering and all the other nonsense and to regulate what I put into my mouth and 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 what I drink. It should be to go help people in in situations like this. If government has any job, it's that. I, I'm not a big government to keep you safe BS, but when there's emergencies and your tax dollars pay for things like a federal emergency management association or whatever it is, administration, FEMA, and then your taxpayer dollars pay for all these other resources of the state, well, then where are the resources? Why are they not going down there and helping these stranded motorists? I mean, there are stories of people who went 24 hours and they still have not had any food. People are running out of gas. It's freezing cold. Then they said nobody. I saw. I listened to an interview with a woman who was stuck in traffic uh, for for about twenty four hours. She went seventy five miles. She said did not see a single DOT or anybody. Saw some troopers and they were helping people. Didn't see a single Virginia Department of Transportation person. Not one. Not one to help anybody. What an absolute disaster. Governor Whiteface is going out. Governor Redface being very embarrassed. I would hope. The New York Times is a disgrace today. They're a disgrace pretty much every day. They uh, they they put it out there today that there was a four thousand six hundred percent increase in Puerto Rico, and you have to find out after reading the entire article that that's three hundred people hospitalized with COVID. A four thousand six hundred percent increase in positive cases. We're still using the wrong metrics, of course, with case numbers but that's never going to stop because as long as we have case numbers being the metric then we'll continue to have government overlords running our lives that's it that's how it's going to go but biden but jen Psaki says biden has not lost control of the virus I, you know why he hasn't lost control of the virus because he never had control of the virus that's why never had it he entirely made this about vaccines to wage a culture war to divide people is what democrats love to do and that the vaccines were not our way out of this there is no real way out of it. It's going to be an endemic. It's going to be here forever. But testing, monoclonal antibodies, all the other uh, experimental drugs. Yeah, ivermectin, the new drugs that were just approved by Pfizer and Moderna. Finally, I think the pills, whatever they are. That's what should have been the focus this entire time. But the minute that Biden said we're going to make it a vaccine mandate, I came on the radio the next day and I told you, I said, this is this is what this is about is he knows it's not going to hold up in court. Well, he doesn't know anything, but the people around him know that. So he just wants to find another way for people to fight on Facebook and Twitter. It's what he loves. He lo- They love it. 
The more that you're arguing about things. Oh, and I should mention to you, January 6th is coming up when a day when 99.99% of Trump supporters did nothing wrong. And we're going to focus on a couple of hundred people. And we're going to have uh, a presidential address on it, too, because why would they ever lose an opportunity now to push for what is known as voting rights legislation? How January 6th has anything to do with voting rights legislation? I have no idea. But they're going to they're going to use the 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 moment to discuss the people who went into the United States Capitol building, some who were clearly walking in peacefully to just take stupid selfies and other people who were idiots and were clearly trying to commit crimes. But they're going to use that opportunity to now try to push through whatever they want to get rid of the filibuster, to push through voting rights legislation. This is why I was furious on January 7th, because what I said was they'll never let this go. They'll continue to weaponize this politically forever and ever. But on a day that 99.99% of Trump voters did nothing wrong, everybody is going to have to be punished. Again, this is what they do. But here's Jen Psaki asking if Biden lost control of the virus. Okay, so let's let's be straight here for a second. Cases are rising across the country. Tests are hard to come by in many places, or there's long lines for them. Schools are closing again or having to go virtual. And that's not just because of the weather in some parts of the country, but because of the pandemic. Uh... There is a sense among many that the country has lost control of the virus. Would the White House agree with that? We would not. Of course you wouldn't, because you never had control of the virus. That's the problem. That's the thing. You never had control of it. Do you have a sense how long the 500 million will be spread out in terms of timeline? It'll start in January. When will all 500 be available? I, I don't have an update on that at this point in time. Certainly understand the question. I expect as we finalize the contracts, which we're in the process of doing, we'll have more information on that. But again, we expect the first shipment from manufacturers to come soon. That's for the at-home testing, which you're now saying is not very good at detecting Omicron in the first place. But the other problem, too, is that they told everybody that you have to get tested before you can do anything. I, I, for what purpose? I have no idea. But they told people, even if you're vaccinated and boosted, still go, go out there and get tested before you see anybody that you know, even vaccinated and, and, and boosted people. So, so it's amazing to me. And then, and then Biden loves to obviously push the vaccines because even though the vaccines are not stopping the spread of COVID-19, he loves to push them because they're controversial. But, you know, monoclonal antibodies are not controversial. So why would the president of the United States push those, right? Of course, Biden... Uh, also is lying and saying that hospitals and states are overrun and overworked because of unvaccinated COVID-19 patients. That's a lie. A lot of them are overworked and overrun because they've had staffing shortages to begin with. And then many of them had to fire people because of vaccine mandates. Idiotic policies by stupid governors like Kathy Hochul of New York. You know, in the middle of a pandemic, let's get rid of the people who've been on the front line since day one because they won't get a vaccine, even though they've been around this virus since day one. That makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it's like saying, you know, in the middle of, of rising gas prices, let's let's get rid of the guys who pump gas. But let's get rid of them. Actually, the only state that has people that pump gas is New Jersey. And why do we have people that pump gas? Well, it's for jobs, <laughs> which is something is now you go to gas stations and they don't have enough people to pump gas and you wind up waiting even longer and you get even more frustrated. You feel the frustration every day. You do. But these vaccine mandates are the part of the reason why hospitals right now cannot handle the capacity. So a federal court 
hands victory to opponents of vaccine mandates. I mentioned that story today. And now today, a federal judge has sided with Navy SEALs uh, who did not want to get vaccinated. But all this is going to go to the, to the Supreme Court. It's going to go. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. But the fact is, whether it's airlines, whether it's hospitals, whether it's it's there's a shortage in everything in the economy right now. And much of it has to do with vaccine mandates. It, it does. It's a big part of the problem right now. Different companies, about 60 percent of them have already implemented, are implementing the test or vaccine uh, vaccine requirements in different ways, company to company, employer to employer. So and many of them have done it extremely successfully, including many of the airlines, uh, a number of huge hospital systems. Yeah, a number of airlines, huge hospital systems, huge hospital systems where we have massive shortages and airlines, which were canceling thousands and thousands of flights a day. How many people stuck on 95 right now had a flight canceled and had to rent a car and drive up north? We almost had to do that. Thank God we didn't have to. 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs in November. Why do you think that is? For I mean, it, people, do they have to work or do they just have money in their savings account because of all the money that was handed out during COVID because COVID? That's the question. Oh, by the way, uh, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine finally got to the United States Capitol after being stuck in that Virginia mess 26 and a half hours. Heck of a job. Remember the, remember the heck of a job brownie from Hurricane Katrina? Where, where is, why, why does nobody care that Virginia completely dropped the ball on this? It was a disaster by Ralph Northam's Virginia Gov. Was he out doing karaoke? Uh, was he doing the man in the mirror again? He loves the man in the mirror. Do you know that he loves that? It's true. He's a big fan of that. He gets up and he does. Remember he's going to do the moonwalk at one of those press conferences? He said, I think I'll do a song right now, right here. And then his wife said, no, nope, inappropriate, inappropriate. But that guy's such a buffoon. He was literally going to do Michael Jackson karaoke right then and there. I know. It's amazing. But we're not dealing with a very smart guy, which is why he's Ralph Northam. I mean, he's an idiot. He really is not one of the smartest. Well, I mean, if he was a smart guy, he would have been able to stay on as governor despite having a massive blackface and Klan scandal. Oh, that's right, he did, because nothing matters for Democrats. Nothing. None of them are ever held accountable for anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, tell you what. We're living in crazy times right now. I, I don't know. Every People keep asking me to move on to other social media platforms. I have been less and less on social media lately. And it's, it's not because I don't love talking to the people that I like. It's just because it, I don't, does it feel exhausting sometimes? All of it, the consuming, the, the, the information coming everywhere. And now people are saying, well, you know, go on the new sites that are up, the new conservative sites that are, that are up and that sort of thing. But I just don't know how any of these other sites are, I don't know how they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to last. I don't want to invest all my time in something and then wind up seeing that it doesn't last for, you know, it kind of goes away. So I don't know. That's that's the that's the situation. I mean, Twitter and Facebook don't want me on there any more than they want you on there. That's a, they, these companies don't care if you leave. They really don't. It's the mistake that corporations make all the time when they think that woke means they'll make money, and they and they won't. And that's been proven time and again. But they keep thinking that they will. You realize how many people are conservative and are looking for conservative media? They're looking for conservative sources. Greg Gutfeld. His show kills it in the ratings, kills it. And then the other the other comedians, quote unquote, late night comics, all they do is lecture. It's like an even worse episode of MSNBC. It's even more boring than MSNBC. That's the truth. But Gutfeld and his and all the people on his show, his various guests, they're funny. They have a good time, you know, outnumbered 
on the five. They did the uh, outnumbered Fox News Channel New Year's Eve edition uh, with my buddy Jimmy Fallon on there. 1.7 million people tuned in. 1.7 million people tuned in. That you couldn't get 1.7 million people to watch CNN if they were all stuck at the airport and there was nothing else on. They would still be bored and look at something else. Oh, we were, we were stuck at the airport the other day and Burger King, all they had was chicken. <coughs> Burger King is the lower rent version of, of fast food burgers to begin with. And then when they don't even have burgers and all they have is chicken, the Burger King chicken fries, they're neither chicken nor fries. I don't know if you know this or not. Then they have the Burger King original chicken sandwich. This thing is on a low energy, soft seated bread. And it's this thin, I opened up the top of it to look at the chicken patty. I couldn't even see a chicken patty on there. They said, oh yeah, is this a fried chicken patty? Said, this isn't a fried chicken patty. It's, a dis- it's just, it's, it's like a, a square thing, very thin, like a thin cutlet. It didn't taste like a cutlet though. It was, And it was covered in mayonnaise and a thing of lettuce. And I paid, let's see, I got a thing of chicken fries and I, I, this, this low energy chicken sandwich. A couple orders, a two, it was like $23 or something like that. At the airport. The airport's the worst when it comes to food. And then this woman behind us was very smart. She actually packed lunches for her kids. But of course, we're derelict parents, so it's not like we're going to do that. <laughs> you know, we, we don't plan ahead enough to think to ourselves, why don't we just make sandwiches and bring them to the airport? This woman was amazing, too. This mom behind me, she had, she had avocado slices, one of those, you know. She had raisin bread. Raisin bread. The only way I got raisin bread as a kid is if my mom stuffed raisins into our Wonder Bread. Like if she literally took them and pushed them into the bread, that was the only way we got. And I loved as a kid, you ever do the, the peanut butter and banana sandwich and then put a couple raisins on there between white bread? Delicious sandwich. You could even heat it up if you like. It's a delicious thing. It really is a delicious thing. Uh, <laughs> is it okay to tip with a gift card? Internet slams a customer who's tipped with a gift card. What does that, what does that even mean? So, oh, so somebody left a gift card, a $25 Amazon gift card on, on a thing. Yeah, what's wrong with that? So they're, they're slamming this guy because a waitress said, holidays left us broke. Somebody gave me a $25 gift card. You know, if, if, you, if you give him a $25 gift card, I believe that you're not only going to be taxed on what would be 17.5%. So the other gravy of it beyond that is actually... It doesn't go towards your, your taxes. Not only that, but a 20% tip on that bill would have been $17.19. So I, I personally have no issue with anybody tipping with a gift card. But, I mean, I, will, I was a server. I would have been happy to, to do that. But anyway, there's always outrage. This TikTok is owned by the Chinese. So they love to push these videos that divide us, too. I have this theory about that. I really do. That that's part of the reason. That's part of one of TikTok's little, what are the Chinese government? They, they weren't able to kill us with COVID. <laughs> so, so they'll use TikTok. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. But remember, what Democrats want to do is use January 6th as an opportunity because you never let an opportunity go to waste. So what they want to do is they want to get rid of the filibuster. Why? What does the filibuster have to do with January 6th? Nothing. They want to make sure that there's no voting integrity whatsoever. Why? Because if they get rid of IDs, January 6th won't happen again. The day that, again, 99.9% of Trump voters did nothing wrong. 
but they'll, they, you got to use it. You got to go with it. You got to run with it. Get rid of the filibuster, make D.C. a state. You make D.C. a state, guarantees them two more Democrat senators. They get to 51 senators, and then they get rid of the filibuster. They'll run roughshod on everything. They'll never have a situation where they have to worry about the other 49 senators, ever. No, no more bipartisanship. And isn't it something... How many people want to get rid of the filibuster? The same people that when Republicans are in charge, always scream about, where's the bipartisanship? Everybody needs to work together and hold hands and sing kumbaya, my lord. Boy, Matt Damon's getting killed over that dumb, creepy crypto ad that he's in, huh? I guess people call it creepy. I just think he's creepy in general because he's friends with Ben Affleck. He's a good actor, though. I mean, he's better than Ben Affleck. They do the side-by-side with them together, and I think it's clearly obvious that who's a better actor. Uh, no doubt about that. But he's still a little, I don't know. That cranky little guy, too, isn't he? Pretty sure. So anyway, so the Democrats want to use January 6th to get rid of the filibuster and then to also now make D.C. a state and to make sure that you can't have voting ID, voter ID. Uh, that's that's what it is. That's what they want to do. And they'll use January. We're going to have a big national address. We got to we got to listen to the big national address from Joe Biden. We got to listen to now all the nonsense as they make this out to be like Pearl Harbor Day couple dozen yahoos. Give me a break. Yes, hundreds of people were there that day, but I'm talking about the couple dozen yahoos who actually committed crimes. And they've all been dealt with by the long arm of the law. So what are we, what are we even talking about here? What are we even talking about here? Well, the Democrats want to make sure that they can turn around and say, well, we need to have free and fair elections to make sure this never happens again. There's no logic, of course, behind it. The other thing, too, is that the Democrats will turn around at the same time and they'll say, you you better have a COVID passport, except if you want to vote. <laughs> or they'll say, if you want to vote, show your COVID passport, but you we're going to let it so you can block your name so we don't have to see your name when you go vote. Any attempts that they want to do anything to make sure that the uh, the election is fair, they will never, ever allow that to happen. They won't. They won't. They, re- they will refuse it. Part of their plan, of course, is to make sure that there can always be cheating in every election. Trust me, I'm from New Jersey. I've seen it with my own two eyes. With a couple of rules change Here's options Joy that Reed have been presented by Chuck people, Schumer including now. on this show. So Al Franken, friend of, uh, of of the readout, and Norm Ornstein have put forward one idea to reform the filibuster, would meaning you'd flip the numbers from 60 votes required to end debate to 41 required to continue it, moving the burden from the majority to the minority, meaning the minor- minority could still prevail, but it will require a major effort by the minority to accomplish its ends. And for both sides, bipartisan compromise might be the best way to do that. There's another Another um, option, which is by a gentleman named Jeff Blattner, who was the former chief counsel to Senator Ted Kennedy. And this is a reform that could actually work without changing the filibuster at all. So it, it says this, when it comes to major legislation, it would assure that the minority gets a full debate and the right to offer relevant amendments. After an extended period elapses without offering of an amendment gaining bipartisan support, the supporters of the bill could then move on, invoke cloture, cut off debate you, by a simple majority nonsense? vote. The minority would have had its say. Boom, and then we Why can not move just on. Leave it the way um, it is. Can have accepted improvements. Have uh, the two conservative Democrats who've been standing in the way of changing the filibuster signed on to anything that looks like either of those two options? We are having active discussions with them several a day. I just spoke to Senator Manchin three or four hours ago, and even over the holiday break, the New Year's and Christmas break, we've been talking constantly. Not just me, but. Just about every one of the 48 Democratic senators who supports not only uh, the the proposal, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Restore 
uh, the Voting Rights Act, but changing the rules. There are a variety of different rules changes, some of which you've mentioned, some of which you haven't, which we're exploring with them, which we're pushing with them. And whichever one works to get us to have voting rights kept, to undo the pernicious activities of the Republican legislatures, uh, we will accept. And we're having the con- pernicious activities, you know, making people show ID to vote. We're not letting them drink water in line so they all will dehydrate on the spot and turn around and melt in the hot sun. This will come back to bite Democrats, except if they get rid of the filibuster, it won't. Because Republicans would have to have, and this is, the next thing they'll do, you realize that after they get rid of the filibuster is make D.C. a state. And then Republicans won't be able to stop it because they won't be able to filibuster. This is their plan. This is their plan. And I, I know that it seems like it's a little bit out of the realm of possibility of it happening, as long as Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema stand in the way. But I don't know if I trust them. I really don't. I just don't know if I trust them. This would be guaranteed rule for their party. That's very tempting, you realize. It's very, very tempting in a lot of different ways. So I hope, I want to say that they will do the right thing and they'll they'll hold firm. They have so far. But then again, do people care about the filibuster? Do people even understand that it is the ability of a, a senator to, to make a heroic stand on an issue that he or she feels very important about on behalf of their state? I mean, you saw Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's one of the most celebrated movies in our country. Jimmy Stewart playing a senator who wants to stand up to the evil machine, tireless advocate for the people. Now we're told the filibuster is used to suppress voting rights and to encourage January 6th. This is this is the problem with the lies that the Democrats tell. And they do. And they tell so many lies about this stuff. But that's the way that they will try to gain control um, back and forth. And 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 they'll never they'll never let go. They'll never come to a point where they'll stop trying to gain control. That's what's so scary about this. And notice how they're trying to do it all before 2022 midterm elections. They asked Joe Manchin about his support the today. to change the rules to pass voting rights legislation on a simple majority. Let me just say, let me just say that, that, that to being open to uh, a rules change that would uh, create a nuclear option, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's, it's a heavy lift. And the reason I say it's a heavy lift is that once uh, you change uh, a rule or you have a carve out, I've always said this. Anytime there's a, a, a carve out, uh, you eat the whole turkey. <laughs> there's nothing left because it comes back and forth. So you want things that will be sustainable. That's what you're looking for. So that common sense commonality. But if, it's a, if you know, I just believe that it's bedrock of democracy is voting. And we have to do what we can in order to preserve that. But let's just see. The conversations are still ongoing. See, I've been talking to everybody. Me. We've been having good conversations, conversations for about, since we left two weeks ago. So, Senator, I just want to try to put a finer point on this. Okay. So, the 60-vote threshold, are you willing to change that? And you are involved in ongoing discussions, as you just mentioned, with your colleagues. So, there must be some openness. There's a, there's, a, there's basically the... the the need for us to protect democracy as we know it and the Senate as it has operated for 232 years are extremely, extremely high bars that we must be very careful for willing to 
cross those. Uh, so I'm talking. I'm not agreeing to any of this to the extent I want to talk and see all the options we have open. Not and that's what we're out. looking at. So they're bringing all the experts in what type of options, what we can do. We talked about talking filibusters, and we continue to talk about this. And very interesting. We talk about motion to proceed. We should be able to get on the bill and should be dependent. We talk about also uh, uh, the ability to restore some privileges to the committee. They have down, some ways. Come so on. something comes out of committee. Uh, and I think these are things Republicans and Democrats both could and should agree on. So we want to talk to everybody. I want to engage everybody. I'm just not doing it from one side. I think that for us to go... Uh, you know what? If you don't shoot down the death of the filibuster, that, that makes me sad. That makes me lose my faith in you, Joe. Joe, you're our only hope. Help us, Joe Manchin. You're our only hope. Democrats want to get this done now. Push through D.C. statehood. Try to get all this done before they lose control of the House. This is their plan here for ultimate world domination. Have a great rest of your day today. Enjoy it. We'll see you tomorrow.